All right, Tim, how could I improve this deck? You could, like, burn it. Um, <laughs> a pile of ashes is better than what I currently have. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'll, I'll pick out some of the cards in here that I think are worth keeping. Island. <laughs> um. Hey guys, and welcome back to Casual Commander. I'm Tim. And I'm Chris. And this week, we're going to be crapping all over each other. Oh my god. <laughs> we we decided, we talked about it last episode. Actually, we might not have talked about it in the episode, but we talked about it with each other and we're like, we think it'd be really funny to just just go all in and just rip apart each other's, like one of each other's decks. I obviously had one in mind. I don't talk about it that often, but I had one in mind that I just really feel like I need to talk about. And uh, this is <laughs> this is a deck tech episode, and yeah. it's a deck tech for <laughs> each. We're we're going to be taking a look at each other's decks that we really love. Mm -hmm. I think I think Tim, the deck you've picked for me is probably your most favorite deck of mine. I feel like you you called this a deck tech, and. What I really want this to be is a deck funeral. This I is like a this is, we're in deck heck. Yeah, deck heck. <laughs> <laughs> um, that'd be a Tim. Good... You just know that when we talk about it, I'm just going to want to play it more. Yeah, but then I will have said to the world, you've you've gotten like your piece. Five of our listeners <laughs> <laughs> that like why just why this deck is so amazing, gross. Amazing. I was trying to think of the words without dropping an F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic was the word you were looking for. No, nah, it rhymes with duck. Oh, <laughs> freaking awesome luck every time you get to play against it. No. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I can't even pretend. But anyway, yes, we are doing a deck tech. Uh, we are both reviewing and discussing each other's, like one of each other's decks. I have chosen Chris's Lich deck. Uh, we've talked about it many times. It's been I, hinted at. It's been hinted at. I've always had such... I've held it in such high regards, but now I'm just taking... Playing devil's advocate and saying, what if this deck is a nightmare to play against? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. This is going to be hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, the deck I pick for Tim is his Brea deck because I think that there's an... Me telling Tim what cards are in this deck that he built is going to make him better at playing this deck. Yeah, about that. <laughs> you do remember that you built this deck, right? I know. that's I built this deck for you, and you're still learning new things about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe... <laughs> so I, maybe... Maybe... I, I thought you were saying, like, oh, Tim, you built this deck, and you don't know what's in there. And we're like, well, I actually kind of I mean, did. partially. You did technically build it. All I did was give you an idea. Yeah, that's fair. So essentially, we're reviewing two of my decks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you guys tell us which one you think you'd have more fun playing against. <laughs> yeah, this deck, every time I play Tim and he plays this deck, it's like the game always ends with Tim going, wait a minute, this is a new combo. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he's sitting there like, don't know that you just went infinite. Don't know that you just went infinite. <laughs> Every time you're tutoring for a mountain, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, so yeah, we're just going to look at each other's decks, mm -hmm. tear them apart, 
Tim's basically just going to go on a half hour rant while I cry in the corner. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to critique myself again after I built it. (laughs) Yeah, this deck tech is going to feel like a lot of Chris patting himself on the back. (laughs) Deservedly so. If you like content like me patting myself on the back, be sure to check out our Patreon to help support the podcast. It should be noted that if you join our Patreon, it is not just Chris patting himself on the back. I want people to actually get the Patreon. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right, Tim. I think since I built both decks, mm-hmm. I'll just roll a D20. Okay. Odd, we go through Lich first. Okay. Even, we go through Brea first. Let's do it. What do you say? What do you say? That's... I'm not going to show you the die. You're just going to have to take my word for it. Okay, so it's just whichever one you wanted to it's go It's whatever first. one, yeah. Uh, all right, it looks like Bray is first. Mm. You heard the die roll, though, right? Like, you heard the clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah, but I didn't see what it was, so you could have rolled the die, and then you are just like, uh, what did I say was Brea? <laughs> Actually, I'm genuinely, I forgot which is which. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and do Brea first. Sure. All right, Mr. Tim, there's a deck here. It's called Thopters Upon Thopters. Great deck name. The commander is Brea, Ethereum Shaper. For white, blue, black, red, you get a 4-4 human, a legendary artifact creature. When Brea, Ethereum Shaper enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 blue Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying. For two mana, sacrifice two artifacts. Choose one. Brea deals three damage to target player or planeswalker. Target creature gets minus four, minus four until end of turn. Or you gain three life. Five life. Five life. Why did I say three life? Because it's three damage. You're right. It's five <laughs> life. Look, I already hate this deck. I, it's not Brea's fault you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time I play my Wart deck, you play this deck. Because you're just like, ha ha. Because Wart is only a three three. Oh, and I can do three damage. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that has crossed my mind. I feel like... When I play against Wart, the the thing I'm thinking of is I need to kill him as fast as possible because turn four, he could have 87 mana for no first reason. And foremo- first and foremost, it's a her. It's Raid Mother. No, but you have 87 mana, not her. Like you, Chris. I mean, that's true. Oh, you need to kill me. Yes. Sorry. I need to kill you, the okay. player, Chris. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah Wart's a race. Yeah. So killing. Can you make enough Thopters to kill me fast enough? Yeah, exactly. And killing Wart helps slow down the race, but she's not integral, but she just makes everything faster. Sure. Well, the good news is this isn't a Wart deck discussion. That is true. (laughs) This is a Brea Ethereum Shaper discussion. Well, Tim, so what's the idea of your deck here? Let's 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 break it down a little bit. (laughs) It's to make Thopters and a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, that's literally the whole deck, guys. It's just make a bajillion Thopters and then kill said Thopters, attack with said Thopters, swing with said Thopters, blow up said Thopters, use said Thopters. Just Thopter fun. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a look at some of the creatures I decided to put into this deck. Uh, oh, wow. This is a really good choice. Adaptive Automation. I was smart. Automaton. Adaptive Automaton. I was smart. <laughs> He says as he's been misreading words the entire night. Three mana for a 2-2 artifact creature. As adaptive automaton enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. I'm assuming we'd be picking Thopter. Yeah, I guess you can't choose. You can't choose artifact. Yeah. 
because that's a subtype. Yeah. Adaptive automaton is the chosen type in addition to its other types. Other creatures you control, the chosen type get plus one, plus one. Wow, man, I am so good. Arkham Dagson, another great inclusion in the stack. Thank you, me. Mm-hmm. All right. If this is going to be the whole episode, <laughs> I say we just end it. Just end it now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of these cards are just designed around making Thopters, right? So, Pia Nalar is in here. Create a Thopter token. Psy, great card. Um, one of our listeners actually runs a, a Psy deck, and it's really fun. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I think anytime you have artifacts, Psy... If you have artifacts in blue, you should have Psy. Mm-hmm. Just no matter what. Yeah. You also have Pia and Kieran Nalar. So, you got... Oh, this is kind of sad, actually. You have mom and dad, and then solo mom. Yikes. <laughs> Yikers. Why are you doing that? Chandra's probably really sad. I didn't even put Chandra in here, so she doesn't know. She doesn't know. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> She's out doing other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Hangerback Walker obviously is a great inclusion in this deck. Make you a ton of thopters when it blows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of making all of these thopters... There's also a lot of blink in this deck, which we really want to be doing with Brea, or really any of your Thopter generators. So, for example, Soul Herder is in this deck, which mm-hmm. is a great inclusion. It's a great blink. You have, oh, Eldrazi Displacer, another great card. Uh, it helps also constantly. You can basically flicker Brea over and over and over again, mm-hmm. as long as you have the mana for it. And... If you included a certain card, such oh, such as Ashnod's Altar. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last episode. Wow. We got a combo. Look you, at you. You do. Look at me. You do have a combo. Look, I at, mean, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Eldrazi Displacer, Ashnod's Altar. I think you put Kark Clan Ironworks in here, too. Yep, Kark Clan Ironworks. A mm-hmm. Big one for that specific combo that you're talking about. Panharmonicon. Yeah, that sounds like infinite infinite mana for me oh that's right eldrazi is only three right yeah he is two and a two and a colorless okay so you don't even need panharmonicon for that one nope but <laughs> see what i mean tim you're learning about the deck yeah. <laughs> well i was just thinking like uh panharmonicon just get double the thopters so like i thought i forgot i mean obviously that helps too but then that makes you infinite mana and infinite thopters i thought in my head i was like yeah that costs four mana to to flicker her with Eldress, mm-hmm. but it's it's not. It's three. I forgot that. Yes, he's only three. I feel like you you moved past it, and you didn't mention probably my favorite card in this uh, deck. Sharding Sphinx? Exactly, yeah. I knew it. I saw it. I didn't want to bring it up because it has killed me a number of times, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's... For 27 cents, that thing puts in work. Now, Especially in this deck, yeah. Oh, in this deck. It's, it's I mean, what is it? Exponential uh, Thopters? Yes. Yes, it's uh, so it's four blue blue for four four f- Sphinx with flying. Whenever an artifact creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may create a one one blue Thopter artifact creature token with flying. I mm-hmm. attack with two flying Thopters. I have four Thopters. I attack with four Thopters. I attack. I now have eight Thopters. Mm-hmm. So it does take a little bit to get off the ground, right? Like if you just start sure. off with one Thopter, it's going to take you a couple turns. But if you've already got a decent amount of Thopters out. That thing gets out of control in two, three turns, maybe. Yeah, this is like, for me, anytime I see this, I know it sucks, but it's basically an immediate removal. Yeah. Which this is, is a counter. It's an immediate removal. Yeah. Which is really pretty good. Yeah. 
There's also a Thassa deep dwelling in here, three and a blue. She basically gives you another flicker ability. Yep. So the idea is we're trying to flicker as much as we possibly can. We You really should put a... Oh God, why can I not think of the name of the card right now? It's the one that provides blink. It's it's the flicker effect ephemerate. Ephemer. That's an instant. That's a good instant. It's got It's basically flicker with rebound for one white mana oh, okay. at instant speed. Oh, okay. So that, that you probably want to consider putting that in this deck. There's also Ghostly Flicker, which is a great card, too, which allows is, you to bounce two things. Is that... I feel like one of those was expensive. Uh, no. No? Their okay. Ghostly Flicker is an uncommon. Ephemerate is a common. Oh, okay. All right. So, look at that. Already, look, I'm already improving my deck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say, I had input into this deck, but the, <laughs> the thought process was, I was like, Chris, I want a combos deck. And this was, like, relatively early on in my... I wouldn't say, like, relatively, but, like, one to two years into, like, me playing Magic... I was like, mm-hmm. I want a combos deck, but I don't know combos, so can you help me? And he's like, what do you like? And I was like, well, you know, I like creatures. And he's like, combos and creatures sounds like thopters to me. And I was like, let's do it. You also <laughs> didn't have any of these colors. I don't think you had any deck that had white in it at this point. Maybe your zombie deck, but you barely even used white in that deck. Yeah, that that it, there's white in it because the commander has white in it, and I think that's about it. I don't. I don't know the timeline of when I made the the zombie. I think the zombie deck did come first. I think um, you. Yeah, I think zombie deck was first. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. But correct. Yeah, I didn't have uh, didn't have any like blue black other than Muldrotha. Mm-hmm. I rarely use red. Red's probably like my least used color. Mm-hmm. And maybe white's up there, but I think I still have more. More. I don't know. Anyway, you're right. You're so, right, I am right. So, went to Chris and said, help me with a combos deck. He threw some stuff together, asked me questions about like what I'd want in it. The biggest question was like, how much money do you want to spend, Tim? And I was like, <laughs> as little as possible. <laughs> and this deck ended up being $400. Now, I don't, it now. definitely was not $400. No, I think, I think it was like 200 bucks or yeah. something like that. Yeah, which is Which insane. really wasn't that bad. But it's insane how expensive these cards have gotten. They've all Listen, doubled, man. essentially. You're right. uh it's a great it's a great economy look it's guaranteed income yeah if you're selling i don't plan on selling these cards that's a hassle (laughs) just wait until wait until the divorce when you and i finally split up we have to we have to share you know all of our assets and i'm gonna force you to sell your magic cards because i get half of them (laughs) yeah that's how this works like remotely you're already married you can't this isn't utah hey (laughs) hey shh (laughs) I want half your magic cards. <laughs> this is not legally binding. <laughs> what else does Tim have in this deck? Uh, let's t- <laughs> let's talk a little bit about protection. Uh, you got a great card in here. Where is he? Uh, Padim, Console of Innovation. Three and a blue for a one for artifacts you control if hexproof. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control the artifact with the highest converted mana cost or tied for the highest converted mana cost, draw a card. Mm-hmm. Great card. I run that in my vehicles deck. Another great card in here is Darksteel Forge. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that one, but I'll read it off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Nine mana for an artifact. Artifacts you control have indestructible. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. It is nine mana, but I have plenty of ways of sneaking. Ah, yeah. 
artifacts. Lots, lots of infinite mana. I mean, you could use Arkham Daxon to mm-hmm. sack a Thopter to get an Arshnod's Altar or a Kark Clan Ironworks. You have Panharmonicon to double up the number of Thopters. You have Thopter Foundry to make a bunch of Thopters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about this fun combo. You've got Time Seath in here. I sure do, Chris. You certainly have a Time Seath. And I'll tell you what, it's very easy to make a lot of Thopters to make infinite turns. It is oddly easy. I have won more times with this than I have my Sword of the Meek combo, which is like not Mm -hmm. saying a lot because I don't win a lot, but like, (laughs) you know, the stats don't lie. It's weird how often, like, this one goes, I think, relatively unnoticed because most people don't think, oh, five artifacts, he'll, there's no way he'll get that. No way. Yeah, at least not, like, recurring. And then I flicker Brea a bunch every turn, and they're like, oh, crap. He now (laughs) has five. (laughs) Tim, would you like to describe your Sword of the Meat combo? Yeah, sure. I would say this is the main combo. This is, like, what you're trying to get off. It's probably the easiest one to pull off, but it revolves around, obviously, Sword of the Meek. What? Uh, Yeah. Thopter Foundry, which you've already uh, talked about. And either Ashenods or Krark Clan Ironworks, one or the other. And the way it works is you have a Thopter out. You sacrifice it to Ashenods or Krark, and you get two colorless mana. Then you put that one colorless mana into... Oh, actually, no, I started that off wrong. Sorry, (laughs) let me restart. (laughs) Oh my god. Sorry. (laughs) I, I forget which one you have to sacrifice first. First one you have to sacrifice is Sword of the Meek, right? You sacrifice Sword of the Meek. Yes. You sacrifice the artifact. No, no, no. I No, actually, I was right the first time. Sorry. You sac- Sorry, first thing you do, sacrifice a Thopter. Because, because Astronaut says a creature, then you yes. get two colorless, and then you pay that one to Thopter Foundry, and this is why you don't sacrifice Sword of the Meek first. Just sacrifice Sword of the Meek to yeah, Thopter Foundry. because it says non-token artifacts, so you have to sacrifice Sword of the Meek. And what that does is once it's sacrificed, it creates a 1-1 blue Thopter creature token with flying. I gain one life. Sword of the Meek says, whenever a 1-1 creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may return Sword of the Meek from the graveyard to the battlefield, then attach it to that creature. So your net one mana, you can do this infinite times because you're always, you're constantly um, making a Thopter, sacrificing that Thopter, getting the mana. You do this infinite times. And then what you do is you kind of switch up the sacrifice order. And instead you are sacrificing Sword of the Meek and getting a Thopter out of it, right? So mm-hmm. you ha- you get the infinite mana. Then you start sacrificing Sword of the Meek to then just get infinite Thopters. And then you have infinite mana, infinite thopters. If Bray is on the board, that is a win right there because it's at instant speed. There's nothing you can do about it. If Bray is not on the board, uh, probably should have waited for Bray to be on the board. <laughs> on the- uh, but like, say she got removed and you're like, well, I still want to make infinite thopters. You just hope they don't have a board wipe, you know? Yeah. I mean, for real though, you probably could put in like a, in this deck, you could probably put like an exsanguinate or... A Torment of Hellfire. Oh, so I just... Exsanguinate is the whenever I gain life, you lose life, right? No, it just deal X damage to each opponent. You heal that much. Oh, and you... you Okay. 
And then what was the other? Torment of Hellfire. Yeah, that's... Torment of Hellfire. I definitely could throw those... I probably should throw those in there, just so I have another outlet that doesn't rely on Brea. But... But those are expensive cards. They sure are. That's why they're yeah. not in here. I thought you were saying the do the uh, Exquisite Blood is the one I was thinking of, and... Oh, no, that deck, that doesn't really work on this deck. No, I mean, it would... It could, but it's not worth it with Thopter Foundry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a roundabout way to get that. But, I mean... Yeah. Honestly, an easier way, if you have that combo, is just bring out Brea, sacrifice mm-hmm. two things, and gain five life, and then everyone takes five damage, and then you gain five, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's the sort of the Meek combo. It's a good combo. It is. It is. It's pretty... Uh, it's fun because it is at instant, um, but it's also, like, if you don't have an outlet, even if you make infinite thopters, if you don't have an outlet, you're very susceptible to a board wipe, you know? Oh, for sure. But that's why you have things like Darksteel Forge. Uh, yeah, unless, you know, they've got <laughs> a, a overloaded Cyclonic Rift. That doesn't do much true, for you. True, true. That's why you have a card like Counterspell. Yeah, <laughs> I do have that. You have one counter. Uh, I thought I had two. Uh, you have uh, one. I do only have no depose. No, that's tap a creature. Yeah, you're right. I do only have one counter spell. Wow. What can I say? Oh, I'm not very blue. You're not very blue, but mm-hmm. this deck is almost entirely blue. This is my most blue deck. Yes. Yeah. Even it's even more blue than my rogues deck. Really? Yeah. That one was Yo, pretty. Fifty fifty. Yeah. What do you think of my vehicles deck? That was pretty good. It mm-hmm. was. Um, I wish we could have had more time to get in another game because that game felt kind of bad for me. Yeah. But I mean, you took off pretty quickly, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to describe? Because I forget it. Because I'm bad at this game. Uh, do you want to f- describe the Nim Deathmantle combo that you have in this deck? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna have to remember how Nim Deathmantle. It's it's very similar. Except you're sacrificing Brea. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see what you're doing. You're sacrificing Brea and the two Thopters she makes to Ashnod's altar and the Nim Death Mantle to then return Brea. Actually, no, you're sacrificing the Nim Death Mantle and then Brea to Croc Clan Ironworks or Ashnod's altar, whatever it is. Yep. So yeah, I think you need Croc Clan for this one to work. Sacrifice Nim Death Mantle and then Brea. When Brea goes to the graveyard, pay the four mana you made <clears throat> to return Brea. Make the two Thopters, attach Nim Death Mantle, make infinite Thopters. This one you need Panharmonicon for. I don't think so. Or no, you don't, because you said no, you don't. You just need, you need Thopter. You need Croc Clan Ironworks. Because when you do Croc Clan Ironworks, you sacrifice Brea, get two mana. Sacrifice, I'm sorry, sack Death Mantle, get two mana. Sacrifice Brea, get two mana. That's four mana, right? And then Nim's Death Mantle lets you return her to the battlefield for four. Which is the four that you've just sacrificed to make? No, you don't send him death mantle because if it's if you sacrifice him death mantle, it doesn't go off. Oh, I see what you're saying. You sacrifice oh. her Brea and a Thopter. So you that's sac- right. I'm sorry. I thought you returned it from the graveyard. No, you leave di- Nim death mantle where it is. Yeah. And so you sacrifice Brea. You you sack a Thopter then Brea yep. and net one Thopter exactly. And so that in that case, you could use Croc Clan or Ashnod's altar. Yep. Another great outlet. It's almost like Kruk Clan Ironworks and Ashdod's Altar are pretty necessary to a lot of combos. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I think you could say that pretty comfortably, Chris. I think so. 
Yeah, I think um, the only deck that needs uh or sorry, not deck, the only combo in here that really needs Panharmonicon is the time sieve one. Cause it, you really... it helps. I don't think you need it because as long as you can make infinite thopters, you have infinite turns. If you, yeah, if you can make it, but if you're trying to do like flickering with like Soul Herder and some other stuff, it just it really helps to make more thopters to to. Them. Oh sure, but Panharmonicon is also just a really good inclusion. Yeah, I mean Pan. Yeah, it just doubles the value of like like if you have Sharding Sphinx and Panharmonicon out, that's it, it's amazing. It's, it's stupid good. It quadruples. Oh, I thought you were gonna say synergizes. Synergize. <laughs> it synergizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly, let's look at your Planeswalkers: Dovin, Grand Arbiter, Tezzeret, Artifice Master. I mean, there's not much to say there. Thopter yep. makers. Yep. They just like to make thopters. Your sorceries are pretty good. Fabricate, Reverse Engineer, and then oh look, a demonic tutor. It's mm, in there. Mm-hmm. Don't look wow. at it. It's in there. <laughs> <laughs> my Ashnod's altar just costs two more mana that's so weird yeah <laughs> enchantments anointed procession is great in this deck i think that's probably one of the cards that shot up in price that made this deck more yeah it's definitely. a great card yep uh, i like mechanized production in this deck as well oh look i made a thopter now i made 19 thopters <laughs> yeah just it's 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 i haven't won with it yet because it's always like I'm getting to it's gonna like next turn I'll win and everyone yep. obviously knows that and so it never makes it to that turn but I really want to win with it. Honestly, what you really need to do in this deck, get yourself a ley line of anticipation. I, I know, yeah. Get yourself a Vidalcan Orrery. Yep. Get some flash, and then slap this down in someone's end step. Make nineteen <laughs> thopters and be like. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even Idiots. have you don't even have to, right? Like at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have 7, then you make this, that's great, you know? Mm-hmm. Like but if you already have 18 thopters and you slap this on it with flash, you're going to win, right? Like it doesn't sure. have to do, you know. Sure. But yeah. This is I so explain to me, Tim, how that is okay, but Lab Maniac Thassa is awful because I don't have flash. So you have an entire <laughs> turn, like everyone has a turn to then destroy the crap out of it. Okay, Tim, let's say hypothetically you replace like your Orzov Signet mm-hmm. with a Vidalcan Orrery. Yeah. Then are you as degenerate as you think I am? If I were to throw that, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't throw one in there, but you might have said like, hey, it's expensive. It's expensive. So I was like, nah. <laughs> How much is Vidalcan Ori right now? Probably th- at least 30. Vidalcan Ori is 35. Yeah. So let's talk about upgrades to the deck that I had designed. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm amazing. <laughs> I do also, before we get into that, I like the fact that you included the Gemstone Caverns because you opened it in a pack. I sure did. <laughs> That was like one of my few contributions was like, hey, Chris, I got this. You were like, Chris, I want to make a Thopter deck and put this Gemstone Caverns in it. No, I think I made the deck and then afterwards I pulled pulled two of these, by the way. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Triome obviously is a great inclusion. Land base real quick. I mean, he's got the he's got the artifact lands in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dark Steel Citadel, Ancient Den, things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what you could do to improve this land base other than fetches 
I have. I only have one fetch. I have the fetches. Yeah, you got you got scalding tarn. I got the fe- one of the fetches that I pulled from Modern Horizons too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took those, spread the love around all my decks. And yeah, you you could also probably benefit from having some of the new lands from Crimson Val and Midnight Hunt. Which the the slow lands. Which ones are those? They're the ones that's like if you have two or more lands, it enters untapped. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that'd yeah, because you're not you're not really popping this deck off on turn three. No, you know what I mean. No, not at all. So that's something to consider too. But no, I mean it's a good land base. And again, all these the both decks will post in the Discord and on our Facebook when the episode's over, so mm-hmm. you guys can kind of see what we have in here and suggest to us any upgrades that you'd like to see. Yeah. Speaking of, let's talk about upgrades, Tim. I think what you really want to do is go all in on making an infinite combo as fast as possible with this deck. You want this to be my as close to CEDH as possible deck? You might as well, honestly. It's, I mean, it would either be the two decks Chris was deciding between was this deck and my Corvold deck, and those probably are my closest. I wouldn't say they're anywhere even in the realm of CEDH, mm-hmm. but they're definitely my most competitive. Uh, you know, like, put a, brings, a Rings of Bright Hearth Basalt Monolith than this. Mm-hmm. You know, make, honestly, what makes a good deck better is redundancy mm-hmm. right i mean your deck is good don't get me wrong this deck is good because <laughs> i made it but <laughs> but like whirler rogue okay it makes you two thopters yeah i like thopters right you make <laughs> but you have so many ways to make thopters you know what i mean didn't you just get finished saying redundancy is good and you're like but you've got too much redundancy <laughs> no there's a difference between too much redundancy and too much thopter mm, i don't think <laughs> right? that's true what if you were to replace whirler rogue with vidalk and orrery i think the deck is better i mean i think everyone would agree with that <laughs> yes like what if you replace pilgrim's eye is actually a pretty good one what if you replaced just a boring old ornithopter with Leyline of anticipation the deck is better right like small stuff like that what if you got rid of some of these other like like i said tempered steel you're not attacking with your thopters and if you are, you're popping off with your sharding sphinx. So you don't care that they're one ones. You know, I, I feel like I'm having deja vu seeing as that's what I said exactly about Steel Overseer. And you were like, Steel Overseer's a great card. Well, fine. Take Steel Overseer out, dude. Whatever. I think I already did. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but like, go all in on the flicker, right? Ephemerate, Ghostly Flicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new one from. Uh, D&D, I think it was. I can't remember the name. Verity Su- Circle? Not Verity Summoning Circle. Circle? Summoning Circle. Was it Summoning? Yeah. It might have been Summoning Circle. I think so. Um, oh, you can't do Rune. Rune would be awesome in this deck. What's that, green? Yeah, he's got green. Yeah. But that's that's what I would honestly do. Just go all in on make, as, make it as infinite as possible and become the degenerate artifact creature deck man that you really want to be. <laughs> The problem... I'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) The problem with doing that, and this is the problem with CEDH, is the deck becomes very mainstream. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, sure, you have different ways to win, but you're going to win in one way. Like, when you bust that deck out, I'm like, all right, here we go. We're going to go infinite today. Yeah. Which is fine if you want to play competitively. But I think think just to, to not play devil's advocate, but play Tim's advocate... I think that's why I haven't done that. I wanted a relatively competitive deck because at the time I was feeling 
as though my decks were not up to par with yours because I think we were just like building at different levels at that point, right? Mm. Like I, I was newer, new-ish, and mm-hmm. you obviously were not. So I wanted something that could like kind of keep up, but I did mm. not want to go down the slippery slope of, okay, well now I just am competitive. And I really like that I go into playing this and thinking like, I've got a game plan, but if the deck doesn't shuffle me that, then I've got other game plans, right? Like maybe sure. I get Sharding Sphinx and just overrun you with Thopters, or maybe I can pull off a combo. I really like the options. Sure. Which is why I'm suggest. which was what I'm saying to upgrade my deck mm-hmm. is just suggestions. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just suggestions. You already have an 88% casual. Like, how much more casual, <laughs> how much more competitive can you get? You know? Probably 87 at least. <laughs> That's true. That's, you know, you raised a good point. I'm sorry I even yep. suggested it. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim. Overall, I mean, you have like, I would say playing against me with this deck, you probably have close to a 50% win rate. I think, yeah, this when it's, is when one it's one few. on one. Yeah. This is <laughs> one of the few. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's honestly, it works. It really, if you can get your mana base, it works. Yes. Once you cast, if you cast Brea and she stays out for a couple turns, mm-hmm. it's pretty much over. I my- I think, yeah, in my, having played this a bunch, my biggest struggle is always mana. It is just, and, and it's, there's no green, yeah. you know? It's the downside of four color with no green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is, Chris. <laughs> Um, but I, I do really enjoy this deck. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's really cool that this has so many different fun ways to win inside of one deck. Now that I've touted my deck mm-hmm. and your deck, our deck, mm-hmm. let's give the people what they're looking for. Yeah, let's go in a completely opposite direction. That was very positive <laughs> and fun. Now let's Tim, get I'm gonna I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to sit back for the next... You have the floor for the okay. next 10 minutes. All right. I am not going to say a word. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hope Maybe not 10 minutes, maybe five minutes. <laughs> I don't even think like not say a word, but like, you know, I'm going to let you honestly, this, the deck where the Lich deck, you have so much pent up anger and hatred towards mm-hmm. that. This is like, imagine a therapy session. Okay. I am letting you get it out of your system for mm-hmm. everyone to hear. And then we'll talk about the deck. So this is this is your moment. Oh, I want to I'm going to be talking about the deck in this cathartic That's release. Fine. That's fine. This <laughs> is your cathartic release. All right. Remember this is a family program. I don't want to mark this episode not safe for work. Oh yeah, yeah. We're... So so either we have two options, either you replace every word or we bleep every word. But if we do that, every word is going to be a bleep. So it's just going to be five minutes of <laughs> No, it's going to, we have the sound bite of me saying fudge. Fudge. <laughs> fudge. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a timer. All right. At exactly five minutes, I will start contributing again. Oh, it's, oh, I already have a five minute timer ready. Oh, cool. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Set begin i think i can sum up my hatred of this deck with one thought and that thought is why are ristic study and smothering tithe the two cards in this deck that i really don't give a crap about right i see those hit the i see those hit the battlefield and i think in my head there's something worse coming along right like i can leave those because i need to wait for something more annoying and frustrating to deal with 
I would much rather hear Chris say, are you going to pay for that? Are you going to pay one? For hours than some of these other enchantments hit the field. And the sad part is, because the commander is Zer, I don't have an option, right? They're going to hit the, the battlefield. <laughs> it's, it's not My only option is kill Zer before he attacks, because it's not if he does damage, it's if he attacks. And he's got flying. So a lot of the times, even if he attacks and I block, I, I need to have a way to block him. So yeah, you get the enchantment and maybe I kill him. But I don't have, if I don't have flying, then you're just getting double the, uh, I'm going too much on Zer. Zer's not even like the biggest issue. The biggest issue in here is this game, this deck is utterly solitaire. You sit there and you watch Chris play his game. It doesn't matter what you do on your turn because Chris has already gotten a card out there that says, it doesn't, I don't care what you do. This card makes it so it doesn't matter. There are probably, I don't know, you call it your Horcrux decks, but there's more than seven, right? There's got to be at least 10 like Horcruxes at this point. Maybe not when he first made it, but now. Um, and on top of that, there's so many other things that just like the synergy between, uh, solemnity, I think is what it is. And, and, uh, necropotence or, oh God, you got me saying necropotence, necropotence and, uh, Phyrexian unlife. I'll just draw my whole deck at, like for, and then I'll play Thassa. Like it's, uh, it's so not fun to play against. I'm sure Chris is having a great time, and I know he is because he's sitting there giggling about what he's going to do next turn, and I can see him, like, laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's just the... There's multiple ways to win with this deck, but there's only one way to play against it, and it's just wait, you know? Hope that he doesn't, like, draw enough mana or find the right cards that he needs in in the very beginning but well like once he gets zer out it's only a matter of time before it slowly rolls downhill in his favor and you're just sitting there like okay well he's got ghostly prison out and i don't have enough mana to attack him or he's got you know phyrexian unlife so it doesn't matter if i attack him like he's not gonna block he's just gonna take no damage oh and look solemnity's out so he doesn't even get infect counters and then uh, you can't lose the game. I think commander damage just says like you lose the game when you take that much commander damage. So anything that says you can't lose the game, it, commander damage right out the window too. There's so many ways to kill him and he has a card for all of them that say, nope, no, you don't. <laughs> it's just so, ugh. it's solitaire. I think that's my least favorite thing about it is how solitaire it is. And me just like sitting there, if you have counter spells, that's probably the best way to to play against this deck. It's removal's not usually a thing because it has a lot of things that say give it hexproof or everything you have it has shroud and also you have shroud. Like it's ugh. <laughs> that was cathartic. I don't even know if I'm at five minutes, but that felt good. You still have a minute. I do. Oh god, what else can I... and the the uh, zert smells and he looks dumb. <laughs> And you... Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I think you're good. <laughs> How'd that feel? Honestly, that did feel pretty good. That felt pretty good. You got it out of your system now? I, I did, yeah. Okay. Are you ready to talk like, are you ready to talk about this deck like a big man? Well, not if you're going to say it like that. <laughs> I do, I, there is some like validation because everything I said you were cracking up at. So I know it was correct. And you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's talk about it.
you were right in saying this is basically my Horcrux deck. Yeah. Essentially, this deck is filled with all the cards that say you can't lose the game. And then I just win via solitaire. Tim, are you able to name the seven Horcruxes of this deck? Um, You've already named one. Which one did I name? Solemnity. Solemnity. Phyrexian Unlife. And... Phyrexian Unlife and Solemnity. Yeah. That is one Horcrux. Uh, Lich's Mastery. Lich's Mastery, sure. Does Lich say it? I can't. I can't read it. No. From... There's a there's a couple creatures, right? Like you've got the Platinum Angel. Platinum Angel. Didn't you just get the pony from? I gave it to you. I don't think I've put that in here yet. Okay. Maybe I did. Cloud Steel Kieran. It may be in here. Cloud Steel. No, it's not in here then. So, but he did get that. Like I I think I pulled that out of Neon Dynasty. It's from Neon Dynasty. Yeah. I might replace Avacyn with that. <clears throat> Ugh, gross. <laughs> Um, but for the time being, Avacyn is number four. Avacyn is number... Or is Avacyn? Avacyn's not number four. Platinum. Oh, Platinum Angel's number four. Okay. Gideon, I think, does it? Does Gideon? Gideon of the Trials. Yeah, because he gives you a, an emblem that says you can't lose the game. Mm-hmm. A couple other tricks. Other tricks. Okay, so it's not just straight cards. No. I think that's all I can name off the top of my head. Stunning Reversal. I love this card because no one expects it. Three and a black. The next time you would lose the game this turn, instead, draw seven cards and your life total becomes one. Exile Stunning Reversal. Okay. So that's a that's a momentary. <laughs> that's a trick. Ho- it's a trick. Yeah. Yep. And then the other one is Angel's Grace. Oh, split second. You can't lose the game this turn and opponents can't win the game this turn. Yep. Basically just be like, ah, eh, you're not going to win. Yeah. In an instant. All right. With split second. Hmm. So you can't can't counter. You can't can't respond to to Angel's Grace. Yeah. So there's a couple tricks. Uh, Avacyn's in here. I wouldn't call that a Horcrux, but Solitary Confinement for Modern Horizons 2 is in here as well. I think that's a reprint, actually. I forget where it came from. This isn't so much a Horcrux as it is a Pillow Fort. Oh, it's from Judgment. Judgment, okay. I mean, it is kind of a Horcrux. Kind of, but it it itself... prevents all damage that would be dealt to me but that you wouldn't like so say you had phyrexian on life it would not prevent mm-hmm. it without solemnity because it's not doing damage sure oh i guess phyrexian yeah because phyrexian arena or not phyrexian arena like necropotence you're paying a life and Correct. so, that would so be... i would st- i would still need necro it's a it's a pillow for it sure yeah. it's same thing as like ghostly prison one of the cards that you p- use a lot is uh doomsday and mm-hmm. It's Doomsday is itself like not the win con, but it basically puts the game on a timer, right? Like if I'm Doomsdaying, I'm winning that turn. Let's just let's be clear. There's no turn timer or, or the next turn that turn. OK, I'm not going to Doomsday and then be like, all right, pass. Mm-hmm. Doomsday is I'm winning mm-hmm. or I'm going to kill myself. That's the best part about this deck. This deck is sink or swim. <laughs> always yeah i will literally take myself to zero health i i live the epitome of the color black with this deck Mm -hmm. i will hurt myself to play a card that says you win the game (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then the problem is someone plays an angel's grace and i'm just like well game over boys i'm scooping (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i think the like i said in my rant this Probably is the most prone to to like counter spells, 
I'd say is probably sure. the best way to play against this. Um, so that's another thing that irritates me is I have to be blue to to feel like I have the most effective strategy against this. Another another I mean, it really speaks to the card, but like uh, Cyclonic Rift overloaded really will just wreck this deck, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. I mean, you get all of your enchantments back to hand, but like, say your enchantments are the only thing keeping you alive, like you're at zero health. Overloaded Cyclonic I mean, Rift. To be fair, Overloaded Cyclonic Rift will shut every deck down. That's and that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> that really more speaks to Cyclonic Rift than it does this deck. Yeah. But just throwing it out there that like you want to save that for when Chris is at his most vulnerable and he looks like he's like, okay, well I'm not winning yet, but I could lose if I lost all my Horcruxes. Yeah, I I think what surprises me most about this deck is its land base. I, There's a reason that the land base is the way that it is. Not so much the way that it is, because I know the, the reason you're going to say. But the you're an Esper, and you only have 35 lands. Meh. Just, just don't care. <laughs> right. Whatever. I mean, I have I have a bunch of good enchantments. I have good ways to draw, so I'm never missing a land drop. Mm. You know? Necropotence, basically, I just go until... I get the lands that I need if I need to do that. I mean, yeah. Right. For Phyrexian Arena gives me draw. Rhystic Study gives me draw. Smothering Tithe gives me treasures. That's true. I mean, treasures are so strong right now. Absolutely. I'm sure they always have been, but like they seem very prevalent now. So I have a lot of ways to make mana with. uh, What do I got in here? Where are you? Oh, I didn't even see. Dark Ritual. Scourge familiar. You didn't see what? Down at the bottom, you list out your Horcruxes. I didn't even yeah. see that in the comments. Yep. Do you want to talk about the ways that this deck can win other than Thassa's? I think, well, are we going to lump Thassa, Jace, and Lab Maniac all together? I took Lab Maniac out of this deck. Oh, did you? Okay. Why is I did? that? Because I feel like Gideon and Thassa are enough. Hmm. You mean Jason I'm not Thassa? that bad. Or Jason, I'm sorry. Jason Thassa are enough. I'm not that bad of a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a pretty bad person when I play this deck, but I'm not that bad of a person. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming there... I forget what the card's name is, but isn't there a card in here that says, like, keep drawing until you draw a card of the same name? Yes. So there is a card named... And I, a demonic consultation. Yes. And this is the card designed for Thassa. Not designed for Thassa, but just is why Thassa is good. For a black, one black mana at an instant. Name a card. Exile the top six cards of your library, then reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal the name card. Put that card into your hand and exile all other cards revealed this way. So the whole premise is you play Thassa, holding priority, you cast this spell in name a forest or hell name, you know, black Lotus doesn't matter. You can name goo goo gaga. The, the card. I think it has to exist, right? Like you can't Fine. name uh, uno reverse, uno reverse card. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to name, I'm going to name. What was one of the Yu-Gi-Oh? I'm going to name Gengar. <clears throat> it does specifically say name a card. It does not specifically say name a magic, the gathering card. Okay. I'm going to name five of hearts. I, uh, I agree with you because that is how it's worded, but I know that was not the intent. <laughs> I, I know. And so the and, and so you exile your whole library. Thassa goes off. Boom. 
Mm-hmm. The problem is it's prone to counterspell because you can counter Thassa. Yeah, you just counter Thassa, yeah. Yep. Um, you let me demonic consult Tate and then Thassa. Tainted Pact is the one I was thinking of. That's Tainted why Pact, you have all the yep. different lands. Uh, no, the different lands are in there for demonic consultation. But demonic wait, no, no, it's I'm sorry, no, they're in there for Tainted Pact. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I so every I have 35 unique lands in this deck. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to read them all off? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> and neither would the listeners. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but Jukabog, couple of coffers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one is the one that says put exile the top card of your library. You may put that card into your hand unless it has the same name as another card. Exile this way. Repeat this process until you put the, a card into your hand, or you exile two cards with the same name, whichever comes first. So. Commander, obviously, everything but basic lands are going to have different names. So he only puts one basic land of each type in. Then you play this, and it is essentially the same as Ad Nauseam and Demonic Consultation. Yep, and honestly, the only reason that I have one of each basic type of land in here is so I can fetch form. Oh, like you just wouldn't have put any in there? Yeah, that makes sense. This deck is also very prone to being shut down by a Blood Moon. That would. <laughs> that would definitely <laughs> shut you be down. <laughs> in a lot of trouble with a Blood Moon. That's a very niche way to shut someone down, but it would be really funny if it happened. That is an like... extremely mono-red way to shut somebody down. Oh, yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of this deck is basically leave me alone and let me win, which I think is why Tim hates it the most. I really don't like anti-interaction, right? I would much rather get just obliterated to smithereens by a 140 damage uh, bane fire from Wart than I would of me just sitting there waiting for Chris's turn to finish while he plays the game, and then I do something that means absolutely nothing, and then it's back to his turn, right? Mm-hmm. I-, I prefer interaction to no interaction. I know some people like playing solitaire because they're essentially playing chess with themselves, but to me, <laughs> it's like, okay, why am I here playing chess? with? I didn't have to be here for you to this game to play out, right? Well, just interact with me, Tim. It's easy. And that's the kind of crap he says while we're playing. <laughs> and it's like, just, no, Chris. I'm just, I'm playing cards. <laughs> Tim, come at me. Interact come with me. Come at me, Tim. Oh, interact. by the way, this card says no interactions from players named Tim. Ooh, whoopsie. Whoopsie. I that's forgot about that battle. card. <laughs> I forgot about that card. You know what's a really fun card in this deck? I don't mm. think I've ever really gone too heavy with it. Soul Conduit. Six mana for an artifact. Six and tap. Two target players exchange life totals. That'd be So I, fr- I, I necropotence myself to zero and then do that. Honestly, I would prefer that because that's <laughs> that's like taking more of a risk than playing solitary confinement. You know, mm-hmm. it's like okay, I'm reducing my life total, and then in response to me hitting zero, switching. Mm. Like, I would much rather that go off than a Thassa combo. Again, cool. Oh, you're right. Actually, hold on. There are more than eight Horcruxes in this. Exquisite Archangel is in this deck. Uh... So it's if you would lose the game, instead exile, and your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Start back over at 40. Oh, okay. That's a harder one to get off, because that's a lot of mana. It's seven mana. But it's the same amount as Platinum Angel. That's fair. Uh, there's a lot of hate bears in this deck, too. Like Opposition Agent? Did you just like see Like Opposition Agent. Where else are you? There's another one in here. Dranith, Ma- Dranith Magistrate is a great one. 
uh, utter. I got a lot of removal, tails. The number of times I have used tails end to surprise somebody who was about to go crazy, pop off with like a tap ability. Mm-hmm. I love tails end. Yeah. You know, two mana, one and a blue to counter the opponent's commander. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Like I said, I think Zer himself is not... He's just kind of annoying, right? Like, he is on the field, and the next turn, when he doesn't... Because he doesn't have haste or anything, you're going to be getting one of your very important pieces out, because most of the enchantments you like cost less than three. Or three this or is, less this than is three. This deck is specifically designed At, with Zer for in three mind. mana enchantments. Yes. So, it's... it's I, I think ten out of twelve is what I counted. The only yeah, uh, Lich, Lich's mastery. Sorry, let me do that again. Yep. Lich, Lich's mastery, smothering tithe are the only three that are more than three. So that's nine enchantments. And if I get to attack with Zer nine times, someone done goofed. Yeah. <laughs> like he usually doesn't, but you also normally don't even need to to attack with him more than nine times. Like. I can if I attack with him twice, it's pretty much over. Yeah, you, I feel like most of the time you get Necropotence. That's like usually your go-to, just for the draw. I I do like Necro. Follow Necro up with Solemnity. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I follow up with uh, Frexian on Life. You have to and have then Solemnity first, yeah. Yeah, then Solemnity. So you get those three out, and it's almost like game over because you just draw your whole deck anyway, and then play Thassa. Mm-hmm. This is a combo that I really like. I think it's just fun. It was the original win con until I discovered that Thassa was so strong. Mm-hmm. It is why Lich is in this deck. Okay. So it's Confessor, which says whenever it's a one mana creature, whenever a player discards a card from their hand, you may gain one life. And then Lich, any of the Liches, so Lich or Lich's Mastery. Lich specifically says... As it enters the battlefield, your life total becomes zero. You don't lose the game for having zero or less life. If you would gain life, draw that many cards instead. Whenever you're dealt damage, sacrifice that many permanents. When it leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. So it's a risk. Mm-hmm. Right? But then the last card that works in this combo is Scourge Familiar. Four and a black for a 3-2 Phyrexian Imp flying and discard a card add one black mana so basically if i have those three things on the battlefield i discard a card when i discard a card i get a black mana confessor allows me to draw a card or allows me to heal but Mm. lich says instead of healing draw a card and so basically it's mill self mill my entire deck make 80 black mana and then cast exsanguinate or yeah. cast Thassa, right? You would, I mean, you would need some blue, but yeah. That's fine. That's whatever. I, I'll just yeah. leave two blue. I have 80 black mana. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. I got I got signets and things like that. Yeah. That's that's a combo that I've always thought was fun. Uh, I did include Triskaidekaphile because Triskaidekaphile is so good with Necropotence. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's too easy. With yeah. Necropotence. That's a two card. Come at me. Yeah. And even then, if you try to figure out a way to kill Triska Decophile, 
I have 13 cards in hand. Likelihood is one of them is going to be a counter or an interaction in some way. And then I'll just win the next turn. Yeah. And even if it's not, you've got 13 cards in hand. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, it's just. Yeah. Plus Tris- Triska deck file has three and a blue draw a card. So as long as I have four open mana and 13 cards in hand going into my turn, I'm sitting pretty. Yeah. And she's only two mana too. This, I think why this deck is so rough is because a lot of these are not high mana costs. Like this is a very low cost mana cost deck. Yeah. It's not hard to get some of these. Zer lets you get them for free. Some of them for free. And then the rest of them are usually not that expensive, which is why I think Avison and some of the other ones. Yeah. Eventually like you'll probably be able to get them out, but on like rarely, especially Avison because she's eight. You know, yeah, I think the only time I've ever played Avison is when I had a smothering tithe out and generated a ton of mana. That yeah. Way. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, oh, OK, well, I guess I'll play Avison. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know, you're right. I need to stream. I need to get her out of there. Replace her with a different Horcrux. <laughs> <sighs> so many options, Tim. That's the that's why I love this deck, man. It's my Harry Potter deck mm-hmm. with a lich, because why not? I will be interested to hear other people's thoughts on playing against solitaire decks because I I know I can I can put myself in the mindset of why other people play like play these decks because you like solving a puzzle and this is very much a puzzle solving deck. However puzzles are not always that fun to do like it's like you're solving a like i come over to your house and you're like hey do you want to do this puzzle with me and i'm like sure and then you're like okay sit there watch me do this puzzle yeah you don't get to touch the pieces (laughs) i mean that sounds like fun to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah guys i guess let let us know how you feel about both playing solitaire decks and playing against solitaire decks because i feel like there there probably is going to be some masochist out there that's like, I want to play against a solitaire deck because I want to force the interaction, which is yeah. valid, but sometimes I just don't have it. And then you're like, okay, well, I can't force the interaction. I didn't draw any forced interaction, you know? Yeah. And if you want to play against my Lich deck, come join us in Discord. Yeah. Come come suffer the pain yourself. I will not Or come enjoy it. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. If someone's like very sure that they can beat your deck, I'll like I'll probably hop in and be like, hey. Dude, I know this deck is beatable. This deck is it's, very I I kill myself with it. I I mean I've definitely beaten you yeah. with this deck. But the problem is the inconsistency at which that is possible is pretty high up there, right? Like it is sure. there are some games where I cannot do anything to you. And then there's other decks where like you're probably not drawing what you need to draw. And it's easier, yeah. you know? Exactly. But it sure is fun to play for me. <laughs> I will be, I'll just give you that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, how could I improve this deck? You could like burn it. Um... <laughs> A pile of ashes is better than what I currently have. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'll, I'll pick out some of the cards in here that I think are worth keeping. Island. <laughs> um plane oh you throw planes in there i like the planes okay i should replace that yeah you should get rid of that that's yeah, that's not that optimal card. uh i you know i don't honestly know like it's hard for me to get in the mindset 
of how to improve this deck because I'm so anti it. <laughs> I don't know like what I would like. I don't actively look for cards that would fit into this, you know? Sure. Are you upset that you, you traded me that managering now? What did I got something better out of it? Didn't I, didn't I get a jeweled Lotus? Yeah, I was being nice because I had opened two of them. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't. You're fine with it. I think no, I was more upset because you said it wasn't going to go into this, and then you really flip flopped, and you were like, "Yeah, it, by the way." <laughs> by the way, I should have played this against you the first time we ever played. We wouldn't have this, this podcast, podcast. Wouldn't exist. Yeah, I guarantee <laughs> it wouldn't. I'd be like, "Is this every game?" No. <laughs> what was the first deck you played against me? Oh, I had you play my um, I, my Eldrazi deck. I, yeah, I forget. I think you played Yarok and I played uh, Ulamog. That sounds right. And and you won. And I did win. And it was <laughs> because I got Ulamog out real quick and then just kept exiling your entire deck. Yeah, game over from there. I so. think I think we we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think whenever we play. Like you play Ulamog, I usually play um, Kozilek. And just, I feel it's like an arms race. It's an arms race, and I feel like that's pretty 50 50. It's just whoever it's whoever, has the yeah. best opening hand. Pretty much. Who gets Soul Rig in the opening hand? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's because, like, oh no, no lands, and he just reshuffles. <laughs> Actually, yes, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. So, oh well. Alrighty, so you, what you're saying is this deck is perfect exactly as the way it is. It does not have any improvements that I could make. No, I said I don't know how to improve it while maintaining its functionality. Hmm. <laughs> More would, Horcruxes. How would yeah? How would you improve it? Like what? Would how you, would I improve it? Yeah. Uh, better rocks. Better rock. Okay. Um, better land base because some of these are like the slow lands. You know, like 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 I have a land in here called Nimbus Maze. Like what the heck? It's such a it's such an obscure land, you know. There's better lands out there, or um, creeping tar pit. Like speed, I could speed the land base up a little bit. Yeah, you know things enter tapped. That's not ideal. Uh, I could probably look for some better enchantments. Like mirror maids, nice for redundancy, but you know I'm sure there's something else I could put in here other than mirror maid. The yeah. one card that somebody suggested, Glen Alenger Archmage. With mm-hmm. Solemnity out, that's basically one mana counter whatever you feel like. Counter any non-creature spell. Oh, yeah, because it's got Persist. Yep. Yep, I mean, so Glen Solemnity Alendra's... would stop it coming back with the counter. Glen is just a good card even without Solemnity. Solemnity just makes it, like, way better. Exactly. So I should probably put a Glen Alendra in here. Mm-hmm. That's probably, I would replace, like, I don't know, Fountain Watch or something like that. Like, Cryptgast. Cryptgast is nice. I really don't extort that much. But the, but he's really there for the extra black mana. But I also have like two swamps. Yeah. So I probably should replace Cryptgast. I mean, yeah. When I saw Cryptgast in here, I thought, oh, is he like going to do a Palancron combo or something? But no. Well, Cryptgast is really good with Urborg, which is in the deck. Yeah. So if I have Cryptgast out, I'm hoping to have an Urborg out. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yep. You know, so... So sure, there are definitely, definitely upgrades I could put into this deck. I should probably get a Propaganda. I should probably get a Cyclonic Rift in here. I'm surprised I actually don't have a Cyclonic Rift. Said maybe you thought, oh, that's too much interaction. Cyclonic Rift. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can you can say that. 
I'm not sure what else instance I would Swan Song would be really good. I think I have Mystical Tutor, probably get Vampiric Tutor in here. Fierce Guardianship is always Force of Will. I would love a Force of Will in this deck. Oh god, but what are they like seventy dollars? $130. Oh my god. I know, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, there's no way I'm not buying that card right now. Like, yeah, I guess upgrades within reason, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, sure. The only way to make this deck, I wouldn't say the only way, but the big way to make this deck better is to just fully embrace CEDH. Yeah. Which I'm not ready to do. I mean, I already don't play this deck. (laughs) I don't play against it. Yeah. Every time I'm like, I have to beg Tim for me to be able to play this deck. And it's not even like, it's not even that good of a deck. I think the problem is I don't have any decks that can deal with it. Yeah. Like I just, for what the decks that I run, I don't have what I would need to prevent this from becoming solitaire. A single counter spell that I drew and had in my hand. Out of you the gotta, 99 you always, cards. always have a counter spell. Always have a counter spell. It's one card out of 99. Yeah. Like, so? Figure it out. Have two counter spells. This and this is what this is also why I don't play the, against this deck. Because this is the kind of crap he says while we're playing. And he's like, well, you uh, should have countered it. We're like, oh, that would have been lovely, Chris, if I had one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so guys let us know we're gonna post these decks on the facebook and the discord let us know what you think of these decks i very much like lich tim hates it mm-hmm. tim's bray is good i built it <laughs> this is a deck this is an episode about me mm-hmm. we'll call this the chris special you guys Do you want another two minutes of cathartism you guys can't see it but chris's head is literally taking up his entire screen right now <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want another minute do you want to get your last minute out before no. we go into anti-sponsors? No, I've said my piece. My does anti-sponsor you... is going to be Zer. <laughs> <laughs> does Does this mean that I don't have to hear you complain about this deck anymore? Absolutely not. That was never uh, agreed upon. God. You just gave me a stage. <laughs> I you you needed it. Yeah. I think I think you needed it. I think you got your you got it out of your system. So until like tomorrow and then That's it's back. That's true. In. That's true. <laughs> All right, man. Was our anti-sponsor today? I don't know. What was our... I can't remember what our anti-sponsor was last week. Soft-shelled crabs. Was it? Oh, we redid it? That's yeah, we right. actually just redid legitimately soft-shelled crabs. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <clears throat> Maybe we should just start saying foods we don't like. I mean... Anchovies. I mean, I would never eat an anchovy like out of the tin, but I think anchovies have a lot of... have place in a lot of foods mixed in they're like pure like caesar yeah i like caesar yeah they just they are themselves umami and like oh i have one okay this might upset a lot of people bubble tea okay i despise bubble tea the last thing i want to do when i'm having a delicious drink is suck down a giant chunk of tapioca. Like, why is this a thing? You know, oh, look, this yummy, delicious berry smoothie. And I'm, oh, 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 oh. It's so, it's gross to me. Granted, I'm not a fan of tapioca, but the premise, how about just all tapioca? Tapioca sucks, right? Whether it's tapioca pudding or whether it's a bubble tea or whether it's whatever else people put tapioca in. I hate it. Is it always tapioca i thought some of them were just like little gelatin bubbles of fruit 
That's basically tapioca. I, no, tapioca is rice, isn't it? Yeah, but still, it's still just a little bubble of grossness. It's still like a solid in a liquid. Do you ever like if you're having a Coke? You're, you're having a Coke Zero. We are not sponsored by Coca-Cola. If you're having a Coke soda, do you a want delicious, like, refreshing Coke Zero? <laughs> do you want do you want like corn kernels in your soda? No. no. Okay, but hear hear me out. Hear me out. I'm sorry to like derail this, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit because while I do think in general I agree with what you're saying, I want to throw in the modifier here of like i think consistency is very important i love a good milkshake that has like chunks of chocolate in it i'll do that all day sure but but that's that's... you're not slurping down like a drink a milkshake if you like like like, drink it's a liquid uh, depending on on, how hot it is on the line it's on the line of liquid to solid okay okay it's amorphous solid (laughs) it's an amorphous solid right it's like it's a whatever Bubble tea is literally a drink that they put solids in willingly. Could you imagine drinking a, like, okay, here's a better example. Drinking a soda and there are perfectly swallowable sized chunks of ice. Would that not be weird? Because that's literally what this is. Oh, look, I'm having a drink. Now it's food. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I do have to ask, because I, I'll be honest. I have never had bubble tea, so I have obviously no strong feelings either way. Do you not chew them? I mean, you do, but like when you're drinking, do you like swirl the drink around your mouth? Like, mm, this is delicious. Or do you drink to drink it? I guess it de- it really depends on context. Like, I, Ugh, I'm, I'm not trying context, to disagree with you. There's here, no but... context to bubble tea. <laughs> I think there is. There's no context. <laughs> our, our, our whole like area is just like 17 bubble tea shops everyone goes crazy for this stuff i'm sorry for our listeners if you like bubble tea ew i don't know man this is this might be very divisive this might be the most divisive one we've said other than maybe the healthcare system (laughs) just all of the healthcare system yeah um yeah i don't know i can't i i like the energy that you're putting out, Chris. Listen, you got you got a five minute rant. Let yeah. me have mine. I don't get many rants. That's fair. I, I love like I said, I love the energy. I just can't back you up because I've never had it, so I don't know. Okay, we're gonna go. I'm gonna when when I see you next, mm-hmm. we're gonna go get bubble tea. Okay. I won't get bubble tea, but you will get bubble tea. I was gonna say <laughs> I feel like Yeah, all right, that's fine. It's just to me, it's a liquid. Like if I'm having something if i'm having an apple juice i don't want chunks of apple in that juice while i drink it i want to drink my apple juice so so do you hate orange juice with pulp in it yes okay yes at least he's consistent guys my liquid should be a liquid i shouldn't it's like like what was those orbeez or the orbits the one that was like the drink that had like the little balls floating around inside of it i think it was it was an old drink right it was back around definitely not orbeez because you should not be drinking Orbeez. no it's not the orbeez i forget the (laughs) name of the drink whoever remembers let me know i don't remember the name of the drink but it used to be like a clear liquid that had like red balls in it and it was like it was like it was a drink Hmm. and it was weird and i don't know how to explain it but it was gross because it had solids in the liquid also i do have one more question is it Uh. bubble tea or i thought it was boba as both boba okay. bubble tea, those straws are so thick, they're huge. Well, I would because, assume, yeah, because of the you got to be able to suck up oh. the boba, the balls. <laughs> How could I not <laughs> include that? <laughs> that you're going to include, yeah. 
it's just it's so oh god i don't know why i'm so fired up about bubble tea seriously i don't know like it's I said, just every time energy. i jeez every time <laughs> i see one i'm just mad i'm just like why are you drinking that people irrationally you're gonna choke angry. you're going to choke this must be like me when i talk to people about pineapple on pizza like yeah. i'm looking outside looking in on this one yeah this is remember your rant about grocery stores yeah this is my rant i found it it's bubble tea this is a hill i'm going to die on all right man i just i right. just feel bad because i can't back you up it's very possible it's just the fact that i hate small spherical food right okay. i hate peas i hate dipping dots i like you corn but they're not spherical i hate dipping dots dipping dots is the ice cream of the future <laughs> to be fair i had dipping dots one time and got sick okay and so that ruined me for all small spherical food. Mm, okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm with you on peas. I hate peas. Okay. Uh, what else? I, I'm not with you on Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots Dippin are Dots. so like, so you can only get them in amusement parks and malls. And they're disgusting. <laughs> they're just ice cream. It's, dr it's freeze dried with like, gro oh God, no, this is another day. Okay. We can't get into Dippin' Dots. I will not let us have Dippin' Dots be an anti-sponsor. I will put but my foot down. okay. Yeah, I've never had it, so I don't care. Okay, imagine <laughs> taking Dippin' Dots and putting them into a smoothie. And so as you're drinking that smoothie, you're getting these solid chunks of stuff. That sounds delightful. You know what? It's Let's what the astronauts would have. <laughs> <laughs> let's, okay, I'm done. Let's, let's move on. All right. <laughs> Good anti-sponsor, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think it's time we do our plugs. Sure. We're we're losing this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one's got. We're gonna get some heated comments. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Be sure to check out Facebook. Uh, you can join us on there. A Casual Commander podcast. We are doing. We do giveaways. We do live streams of us doing box openings. We like to talk to our listeners on there. So be sure to join in. You can find us on Twitter at EDH but Casual. Tim's been tweeting. Tim's been having fun with that. So be sure to interact with him on there. You can join us on Tim's laughing about the tweeting. Because every time it's like Tim, it's, it's uh, follow all of our socials and then Tim's doing Twitter. <laughs> I mean, let's be straight. I run the Facebook, you run the Twitter. Yeah, that's fair. You know, but you don't say that. You don't point yourself out for the Facebook. Fine. Come join me on the <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> also, also our social media coordinator. I was going to say, I was like, do you run the Facebook or did you? I do. Delegate? I do. I do. Most of the comments are for me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, check us out. Come join us on Discord. We like to play games with our listeners. We like to do deck discussions. You know, lots of fun stuff on there. You can find a link to the Discord on our Facebook and Twitter. If you want any Casual Commander merch, be sure to check out our merch store. The links to that are on our Facebook and Twitter. And last but not least, if you want to help us out in any way, there's a Patreon. It's got It's got three different tiers with different levels of rewards. We'd love to help have you guys help support us. But like we say every week, the best support we can get is word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So be sure to talk about us. Be sure to tell your friends about us. You know, hang up casual commander signs in all of your FLGSs. You're going on a date. Say, what do you like to do? I like to listen to this podcast. And then not only are you going to like promote our show, but you're probably going to get some action. I mean, I, if 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 you and I went on a date, Tim, and mm -hmm. you talked about Casual Commander, pants I mean, on the you're floor. going you're going home with makeup. 
Yeah. Like you're going home with smeared lipstick. That's just. Oh, I've, I'm going to give you makeup and you're going home with it. No, you're going home with your lipstick smeared. Hmm. Well, that you know? was probably expensive. So don't do that. Oh, wow. You're classy. <laughs> I'm a classy broad, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So again, let us know what you guys thought of the decks. If you want to see, um, we'll post them in the discord and Facebook. So you guys can check out our lists and yeah. Next week is our one year anniversary. So be sure to tune in for an extra special episode. Why say it like that? <laughs> because I'm it's late. I'm giving up. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. You I, heard it I have Boba tea on the mind. I need to go. We give up. <laughs> <laughs> the Boba tea has ruined my evening. I'm going to go upstairs and cry to myself to sleep. All right. Well, I'm so sorry. Uh, I won't be there for you. I've got Elden Ring to play, but <laughs> <laughs> but I wish you luck. Cool. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. Last but not least, always remember, don't be a soft-shelled crab. Mm-hmm. I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And this is Casual Commander. And apparently we hate Boba too.